0: This isn't what you think it is. When you see a channel called make music income, you assume that the guy is only wanting to make money with his channel by talking about how to make music income in music. Well, kind of, I mean, yeah, sure. The truth though is way, way deeper than that. You may not even want to go this deep with me today, but this site and this brand isn't quite what you think it is. I'm absolutely not focused on making income with music things though, at any cost. I'm not doing any job. I'm not doing anything for anybody, no matter what my channel name is. There's, there's a limit on what I will do. I'm not going to just do any music thing anymore. And that's that's something that has changed in me over the past five or six or 10 years and something that is a reason why this channel kind of exists. Why does this channel exist? Is it to sell eBooks and courses? Is it to teach you how to make music income? Well, sure. Is it to let you know about all the weird things that happen to me as I make music and then I put music out? on to libraries and I put music out to sheet music and I do all the music things that I do teach everything that I do musically is to let you know all those things well yes it's all of those things all of those things is why this channel exists but it actually goes way way deeper and that's what I want to talk about in today's show So welcome to episode 78. Can you believe we are up to episode 78 already to the Make Music Income podcast. And today we're going to be talking about this podcast. This whole thing is not what you think it is. On this podcast, yes, we do talk about sync licensing. We talk about music licensing for YouTube, beats and gaming. We talk about Performance really, really want to make music income. And they're like, why can't I make music income with my libraries and stuff? And yet they're not using those same skills to produce music. So that's what this show is about. My name is Eric Copeland. I I know it is because it says so right in the corner. And I am a composer, I am an arranger, I'm an educator, and I have made a living for over 25 years now just on music things, just on music services for people, on producing, on composing, on arranging, and other things. And you might be saying, and this channel, right? Well, kind of, kind of. Um, This channel really represents something next level for me and in my life. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I've done all of this though, like you probably, outside of having a job in the music industry, outside of having a job, a regular day job. Now I I do have a quote quote unquote day job right now, but it is teaching music students and leading music people and educating uh, people how to record, how to build a music life and how to make music income. (laughs) It's kind of, I can't stop talking about it apparently. But uh, on today's show, we're going to unravel The mystery of this channel and why this channel exists. And the real answers actually might surprise you. They might not. But before I get too deep in the woods and about all these existential questions about Make Music Income, do you know I have free stuff for you? That's right. Does this channel exist to give you free stuff? Well, it kind of does. And one of those things I want to give you is the new ebook, Tools to Make Music and Make Music Income. This is pretty new. I'll be updating this as the years go by. But if you want free tools, really cheap tools, or absolutely free tools to start making music so you can make music income, then I have a free ebook for you called Tools to Make Music and make music income. I also have the updated 50 ways to make music income ebook, totally updated just about a month ago. And uh, you can get that as well as the Pond5 upload course to learn how to upload your songs into a music library and get going today, putting your music up into libraries. I have the do everything checklist. and I'm about to update this too, but you can get the current version how to put all your stuff into music royalty places. How to? What is the checklist for every time you come up with a new song? Uh, yeah, that's what that checklist is for. Make sure you put it in your PRO. Make sure you put it in all the places. Sound exchange, music reports, all these places. Uh, and we're going to have kind of a celebratory episode of the update of that book soon as I talk about music royalties. So, yeah, that's all that stuff is absolutely free. And you can find it at Make music Income. Dot com slash free. It also gets you on our email list, and I send an email out when I do a video. I send an email out when I introduce something new. So you want to make sure you get on that email list and uh, be part of things. So now along the way today, I will be answering questions. So folks in the comments, let's see who is in the comments today. ISO is in the house, as usual. Luca is in the house. Matthias is here. Hey, man, what's going on, my man? Uh, XZ XZZalman, hey, Eric, can you make a podcast With Daniel Carrizales from Stock Music Licensing would be interesting talk to hear, no doubt. But, dude, you know how hard it is to get that guy on a podcast? Steve and I have been trying for years to get Daniel on a podcast. And by the way, he put a great video out today showing how he gets um, how much income he made just last month from Envato Elements. Something you should look at, except for the fact that you have to be invited into Envato Elements and you can't even get on Audio Jungle anymore. And that's where they invite you from. So it kind of stinks. But uh, he uh, is still putting out great stuff. And I would love Daniel to come on this show and be my co-host one day. And uh, I keep begging him. I keep asking. Uh, maybe one day he will. But we'll see. Absolutely. It's like, oh, man, I, I wish I could make that happen. All right. So, yeah, go to uh, makemusicincome.com slash free. Also, if you have any other questions, go ahead and ask them and be my co-host today here on the podcast. And everyone listening, thank you so much. Today, I want to jump right into my week and talk about what has been happening with me this week. It's been an interesting week. As always, I had a very interesting interview yesterday about neighboring rights. Now, this is a royalty that most people uh, don't always know about, but uh, this is something that's happening outside of the States. It happens in a lot of countries that collect these through CMOs. I'm going to have to do, I'll be doing a whole episode, including this interview. And uh, this interview is with a company head who um, is actually from the U.S., but he now lives in uh, the Czech Republic in Prague. And uh, they've got a company that really chases down these neighboring rights. It's kind of like the Identify of neighboring rights. They are one of those companies that chase this down because every country holds these neighboring rights for, um, for people who are the rights holders of things and lots more. I'll get into the whole thing, but had a great conversation with him yesterday, recorded the whole thing. So that'll be a video coming out very soon on neighboring rights because no one has really explained that to my, um, to my liking. And I'm sure. Uh, a lot of you feel that way, too. It's, it's just one of those things that we don't know. Arco is in the house. Hello, Arco. George, Rawl. hey, thank you for coming on. Hi, Eric. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. How do you publicize your Pond 5 tracks to optimize your sales? That's a great question. Um, and I'm going to save that question for viewer mail that we're going to do here in just a minute. Because uh, that requires some explanation, and I want to keep going. So hang on, George, and I will get to that question. And Luca says he's got a question, but he wants to write it in an email. Please do send me an email, Luca. Love to hear from you. So yes, the neighboring video is coming. Neighboring rights video is coming up, and I think that's going to be an important one because it's it's a it's an income stream that a lot of us don't know about, and mainly because if you're especially if you're here in the states in America, um, we don't. We don't, we do have what some neighboring rights, but it's, 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 it's just so hard to explain that I need a full video to explain it to you. I I can't just, uh, there's a lot to it. Be on the lookout for that video from uh, this channel on neighboring rights. What else have I been doing? I have been uh, rocking and rolling on some library music this week. I have a mandate that came down from my library that they need three-song stat. And so I finished two of them and got them off to players. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, really working on that um, and getting those done next week and then getting singers on it, uh, kind of high speed. And then I'm working on two other uh, records. And uh, I will likely work on them with um, some songwriters as we go into uh, our mastermind that's coming up. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. Also, uh, I tracked in Nashville this weekend, not physically. I was here, but I was watching the Nashville session happen. And so that happened this week. We tracked three songs for a client who was in Colorado. I was in Florida. He was in Colorado. And the players and the engineer in the studio were in Nashville. And so we listened and watched and and I, I have a little behind-the-scenes info that I'm sharing with my behind-the-scenes folks of that session actually going on. I also taught two huge classes on royalties, as I talked about, at school this week. A lot of students want to know what to sign up for. Should they sign up for PROs? Yes. Should they sign up for sound exchange? Probably. Should they sign up for Music Reports? And should they sign up for all the other places that collect Uh, royalties for them. And so we had two huge multi-class things where I talked about uh, royalties. And then uh, a little bit of great news. I released my first podcast on the Hello Composers channel. So if you haven't seen the Hello Composers site, you need to go to hellocomposers.com or just look for the YouTube channel. It's attached to this channel um, and you can find it in the description below about how to get to Hello Composers, but release the first podcast. It's out on the podcast waves and it's on video. It's about mixed meter. So that was kind of fun to talk about. And uh, then finally, I had some songs accepted by Motion Array this week. Three songs. and I've got more to upload to them. I also had a paycheck come in from Hal Leonard for Sheet Music and just many more payments. Payments are coming in all the time. That's kind of the beautiful thing about... um, You gotta be signed up to everything. You gotta put the music out there. But once you do, man, money is coming in from every which direction. And it might be pennies, it might be dollars, it might be tens or hundreds of dollars, but it does come in and it's out there. It's that time in the podcast that it's time for the news. That's right. The news on Friday, July 28th, 2023, and our first news item today, SongTrader has partnered with Twitch. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they were already partnered with Twitch, um, and I'm signed up to get some, some Twitch things, but I'm not so sure that what I'm involved in there is exactly the same. They have something called Pretzel, and I'll show you that screen in a minute, but... Uh, song trader has formed a partnership with the live streaming service, Twitch, and they're going to offer a treasure trove of licensed music to enhance their streams. Now I'm already on song trader and I make a, I don't know, three to $500 a year from song trader. And I, and I keep telling you, I keep telling everybody that you are sleeping on song trader if you're not part of it and you should be part of it because it is something that, Um, there's all sorts of little incomes that come in through their monetization things. And one of them is Twitch. But they have another, they have this service called Pretzel. And Pretzel says it is the world's largest collection of Twitch and YouTube safe music for creators. So again, this is another way that uh, Twitch and YouTube can get uh, music and be rest assured that you will get paid fairly for your work. It says right here. Um, you can re- rest assured all artists are paid fairly for the work. Everyone wins with Pretzel. But just like many of the uh, monetization options at SongTrader, you have to be on SongTrader and you have to put your songs up there. I do have a video on SongTrader that you can find in uh, in my video. So if you just go do a search in, my, in our videos about SongTrader, you'll see the whole thing about monetization. It might be time for an update about that particular um service because I really believe a lot in that because I have used it quite a lot bo- quite a lot I have used song trader and for years and I have seen returns from it so now I'm on the free plan and I still see returns from it so it, don't sleep on song trader especially because they are doing stuff with uh, twitch Arco says um, do you put your tracks made for non-exclusive library on song trader absolutely this is and only those I can't put my exclusive stuff up there. So on the checklist I was talking about, when I was talking about, um, the do everything checklist, one of those things is to put the the song that I just put out to my libraries. I'm going through the list. And one of those things is to make sure I put it on song trader. So it has the opportunity for all these monetization things that song trader has. So absolutely. I am, uh, doing that Arco. Um, uh, did you not hear the new stinger? I, I didn't know if you heard it. Um, I played it. Did it not? Let me know if the new stinger didn't play because we got to hear news. Uh, also, Arco uh, mentioned the new uh, little sign I have, the new little never give up sign. Found that the other day. I thought that was appropriate because I think one of the problems in Music making and this is something I stress to my students. I stress to you guys is to never quit making music and never quit working it because people just don't seem to want to work. Uh, it's consistently, this is a job like anything else, folks. This is an important thing that you have to do. It's part of what I'm going to talk about today. George says, I just joined pond five. All my tracks were approved. Excellent. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. And, uh, Lucas says, SongTrader is good for distribution, too. And it is. Um, I actually have some things I have to take down off their distribution, but they're not bad for distribution. So it's, it's an all-in-one stop. You can actually use them for content ID. And here's a little thing. If you use them for content ID, which I do not, but if you use them for content ID, you can also possibly get into Storyblocks. Uh, you can use their monetization thing to get into story blocks, but you have to use their content ID. So... I'm not sure I like their content ID uh, deal. I'll have to revisit that. I think it was not great. It wasn't as good as the one I have with Identify. Um, Arco says, I was just curious if you put up artistic stuff on SongTrader. Dude, I put everything up. You know me. Dump truck method. Anything that I have that's not going to an exclusive library, and I don't think it's going to go to an exclusive library, I am backing that truck up. Beep, beep, beep. And I am dumping those songs that includes my artistic music of my jazz or my piano or my classical stuff all the stuff that I create that's just purely artistic that is going in every non-exclusive place not just song trader it's going into all my libraries it's going into song trader it's going everywhere uh, if I could put it in beats and gaming and all the non-exclusive places i am going to put it in there so uh, yeah that is absolutely happening All right, so back to the news. We've got more news here. So some more news here. Envato sent out an email this week. I don't know if you got it. If you are an Envato Elements and or Audio Jungle composer, they sent out an email about a change in the way they are going to pay people. Now, this only... Uh, they didn't reveal what the change is, but um, and, and they're going to be rolling it out over the course of this month. We should know soon, excuse me. And so uh, this is just one of the changes. Uh, I don't know if they're going to change their prices, what their payouts are. I think it's more payout dates, maybe, but I'm not sure. And and we all hope at some point that Invado is just going to roll all of us audio jungle people into um, into you know, the other places that, uh, the other place we really want to be, which is Envato Elements, which is where Daniel talked about today on his channel, how he made so much money with Envato Elements. And, uh, now Daniel has hundreds, uh, 700 songs out on some of these things, six, 700 songs, folks. This is what it takes to make money in that non-exclusive world of song trader or, or Pond5 or places like that. Um, So uh, Lucas says, I don't use it for content ID, but with distribution, I'll publish 20 tracks in two months on their digital stores. Um, Aaron says, can you talk more about content ID? Once we have it, we can't submit to exclusive libraries. That is true. And is the trade off losing too much on the front end? Uh, Content ID is made to be your back-end collection for Things you put on on exclusive libraries where people take those and download those off of Pond5 or someplace, and then they put it behind their video, and then they put their video up. Content ID allows you to collect uh, on those videos if the, if those people are not monetizing their videos. And I'm telling you, it was a $200 payoff for me last month, Aaron. So you s- certainly should think about it uh, and look at – I look. I use Identify, but uh, you could use SongTrader for that kind of thing too. Uh, Ron Patton says, happy Friday. All good to see you, Ron. Um, is, is it right to think that more tracks you upload, the more chances you increase? Of course. Absolutely. That is a no brainer. The more things you put up on these libraries, the more chance you have that somebody's going to come along and find, uh, find a song, find something they need because it's a C a million things out there. People have to sift through. They need to search and find your thing. It's like they say in the lottery, if you don't play, you can't win. And the more you play, the better your chances. Um, Unfortunately, it kind of is like a lottery. But a lot of price changes are happening this week. I got hit with at least four different price changes. The first one was YouTube going up. I, I use YouTube premium, so I don't have to watch any commercials or ads on YouTube. The next one was Peacock. The next one was Spotify, uh, they're all Apple. I think ra- is raising their prices. Disney just Disney Hulu and all of them just raised their prices. Everybody is raising their prices, and I'm I'm hoping that this means they're going to pay us more. We can only hope that Spotify raising their prices might give us a few more pennies, but I doubt that is going to be the case. So yeah, that's the news for today. And now I want to just tell you. Real quickly, that this is your last chance, absolutely last chance. The 10-week, 10-song mastermind starts on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. We only have room for another person or two, but would love to have you, if you are stuck on composition, you just can't get the compositions flowing or you have them and you're just not sure they're great, this would be a great thing for you to do to weekly show up for 10 weeks and work on getting a bunch of songs out just exactly what George said a minute ago. How do I get, make sure I have more chances? Well, you got to have more songs, you got to have more songs made. And so the whole point of this mastermind is to work on 10 songs for 10 weeks, with about four or five or six other people, including myself. And we're going to listen to your songs and we're going to give you thoughts about them. And then every week we want to hear new songs. And by the end of this 10 weeks, then you'll have a private one-on-one meeting with me and we'll talk about what you need to do to then take those songs and start making income with them, whether that means sending them to exclusive library or putting them on other libraries. So yeah, this is, uh, I won't be talking about the mastermind anymore after this today and maybe in the email because uh, once I get started with it, I'm you know going to get focused on that and then I won't have time. <laughs> There's no reason to push it anymore. So make sure that you get in touch now. Email me at hellocomposers at gmail.com or you can go to hellocomposers.com and you can see all the information about the 10-week thing. But it's the last chance. If you want to get in, you really need to get in touch with me. Uh, and just go to hellocomposers.com slash mastermind and you can see all the information well let's get to the infamous viewer mail i still don't have a logo or or uh, music for this i don't have a stinger for viewer mail yet but i'm working on it so don't wait don't worry it's it's coming um today's from nicholas barrasso who asked me a, a question that a lot of people ask me and this is something that keeps coming up and uh he says hello eric thanks for your heart efforts to help us improve our experience of making money with stock music. I am trying to understand how to get into sync libraries, but I don't get it. I understand there are those exclusive libraries, but how do I find them? How can I be part of that? Thanks for your time. God bless you. Um, Thank you so much for your comment. And I'll tell you, Nicholas and anyone else who is wanting to get into sync, and if you have any thoughts, if you have questions about this, um, my answer to him was, Well, the answer is mainly research. First of all, the answer is have songs, but you can literally Google exclusive music libraries and then pitch to them. Basically, I put together a great playlist of songs that were very carefully made for sync licensing types of libraries. you go to those sync libraries, you send them a short brief email with a link to a SoundCloud list or 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 I use Disco to show off my songs on a playlist and then you see if they like your songs and get back with you and want to sign you as a writer it's that simple now the not s- that simple part of it is they have to be great songs and they have to be songs that are that the library already kind of has that sync library that the, that the television music supervisor is going to go to that library because that library has a certain kind of music and you do that kind of music and you're going to go there and then you're going to get involved in sync licensing. And it's, it, it, it's really just that simple. And so, um, I, I, that's the first question I wanted to answer today. And if you have any thoughts on that, you can, um, you can let me know. I want to go back up and just do a little bit more, uh, answers here for George who said, how do you publicize your Pond5 tracks to optimize your sales? Um, Here's the unfortunate truth about Pond5 and trying to publicize your Pond5 tracks. There are lots of people who want to publicize their non-exclusive tracks on these different libraries like Pond5 or Motion Array. But the very honest truth, George, is that no one is looking to be advertised to or publicized to about your music because they're not looking for your music unless they're looking for your music. If they're looking for a song that's going to go behind their kind of fun, happy video and they need some happy, clappy kind of stuff, that they can put behind the music, they're going to go 5, they're going to do a search for happy clappy music, and they're going to find it. And then they're going to choose the very first fastest one they could find that works fine, and they're going to download it, and then they're going to go about their merry way. They are not, this is not something that you can do a Facebook ad to and say, hey, are you looking for music today about happy clappy music, well, that would be a wasted ad because people are only looking for something when they're looking for something. And that's that's the importance of, importance of having so much stuff in these libraries so that when people are looking for songs, they can find them. I just don't think it's going to help you that much to publicize your Pond5 or any kind of non-exclusive library or any library, really. You couldn't even do this in sync licensing, really, where you're you're putting it in exclusive libraries. Uh, Trying to publicize it is useless because it's not used until somebody needs to use it and goes looking for it. So that's my thoughts on this whole deal. So I hope that helps, George. I know it probably doesn't help because it doesn't actually answer a question, but... But, uh, unfortunately that's kind of the unfortunate truth. All right. Now I want to kind of, uh, get into today's topic and today's topic is that this isn't what you think it is. This channel isn't what you think it is. It's not just a channel that I thought, man, if I could make a, a channel about, uh, how to make music income, I'd make a fortune just teaching people how to make music income. And I don't think, first of all, that's true. But I do think that um, the reason I made this channel is not about trying to make money. As a matter of fact, I have struggled very much trying to make income with this channel. And I don't even know if it's possible. My my best goal is just to offer great free content and and maybe some ebooks and courses. And to be honest, that's about what I have made in in some consulting, you know, one-on-one consulting. The whole point of this channel is to talk about music incomes. It's it's uh Daniel mentions mindset a lot and uh he talks about you know, having a different mindset uh, as a composer. And I, I believe in that too. And I try to talk about things that work, things that don't work for composers, artists, and musicians. That's my whole goal with this channel. I really made this channel, I've said it a million times, because I was having results that I didn't see other people having. I didn't see Stevie B having the results I was having, or I saw him having results I wasn't having. I was having results, Daniel wasn't happening, and Jesse wasn't happening, and I, I was watching all these channels, and I was like, I'm getting different results. So for me, it was important that I started to talk about these things. And at the core, though, I would imagine who anyone who watches this channel will be focused like I am in making music and creating music. I mean, that's that's the first thing that we want to do is make music. We didn't get into this to put them in libraries and to hopefully make money. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, you come to this channel to find out how to make profit from music, but there, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you came to this channel mainly because you had music already, Or that you wanted to make music, you know, and that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to make music. That is like a third of my life. Um, I also still am serving clients. That's probably clients in this channel is another third. Or you could include teaching, my teaching job, plus this channel, which is teaching. And that's another third of my life. But And there will be people whose only job in life is to teach and help other people Do well. And that's fine. And that's part of who I am. It's always been part of who I am. And so that's one reason why this channel exists is because I feel like I have things to teach people. I I, just like I answered questions a minute ago with viewer mail I, I and other questions so far we've gotten today. I feel that's part of what I am made for as well as making music. Or I should say that all the music I've made up into my life and all the money I have made as a musician is all part of my teaching ability and my teaching responsibility really. I think we all should be have a feel of responsibility for teaching everybody um, what we know and and doing that kind of thing. So I that's I am in this because I love music. It just so happens that because I love music and I put it out I make some music income. And so I hope that you are like me. You do everything that you do, including making music, to, to just make music because it's a love of yours. You, you love to make it. You love to write it. You love to play your instrument. You love to show it to others. And guess what? You would do this even if there was no such thing as making music income from it, right? At least I would. You, you do it because you can't not do it. Now, if you only like music or if you think music is gonna make you cash, that's fine. But I've seldom ever seen anyone enjoy a life like that. I know some of my contemporaries will talk about making music and 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 just 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 cracking out the tunes so that they can fill up the libraries or or do what a client wants. and I get that I, I've done that for many years. I'm personally moving away from that, but I know a lot of people who teach that uh, it's not about loving the song. It's about fulfilling the client request. I, as you know, I don't like that particular thing. I do it still a little, but I am certainly moving away from it. My goal in life is to only compose the things I want to do and put them out and hopefully have them make music income. And then I'll teach alongside of that how I'm doing it and what my results are. And that's what you get. And that's really what this channel is about. But it goes even deeper than that. And that's what I really wanted to make this video for. I I made this script a long time ago. One day I was just really on about what I was really about. Now we've gotten past... Do I make music income? And by the way, if you're in music because of the cash, you're in the wrong business, my friends, because uh, that's not what you want to be doing. So let me get down to the real reason I do this channel. Is it for the fame? Oh, yeah. It's the fame. (laughs) It's the fame. Uh, Is it to teach? Uh, Yeah, I think so. It certainly is. I think I can teach by showing people what I'm doing. Am I in it for the money? Well, not yet. Especially on this channel. Is this channel in it about making money? Uh, probably not. I, I really, the reason I go live on Fridays is because I want to talk to you guys. I want to um, see these comments, you know, um, from Arco about playing drums and. He loves playing drums. From George who says, music is a joy. We must never forget while we start playing. I love to see comments from JMO. So the dream of full-time income from sync music alone isn't likely. I don't want to have to teach or client work. Teaching isn't exactly making money from making music. It's not, it kind of is. I kind of feel it is personally. I I can understand why you say it isn't. But if you don't want to teach or make money uh, and you don't want to do any client work, then, um, and you only want to serve yourself with your own music, which I totally get and I totally am moving towards as I head towards the sunset, as I head towards a retirement in, a, in 10 years or so, I can envision a time where composition and making things, and, and for me, it's weird because making things is like making videos and stuff. So I like to make a lot of different things. But yes, creating is my true love. Um JMO and I get it. I, I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> uh Marcus is in the house. I do it for the girls, he says. <laughs> yeah, right. Um I I I see that from you, Marcus. Marcus has had a good week, by the way, folks. Had some uh stuff accepted, had a nice uh week last, a month last month on Motion Array with a little bonus and uh, uh, he's just doing great with his music and and makes some great horn stuff. And we're working together on some music. And so, yeah, everybody loves that. Ron says, money for nothing and the chicks are free. Yeah, that really works. So uh, Catalan says, could you do this indefinitely if your music doesn't have an audience or doesn't generate any income? Um, I'm not sure what you mean by that question, do you mean, could I personally, could Eric Copeland do this indefinitely? And do do you mean do this channel if my music doesn't have an audience or doesn't generate income? It might be hard to do a channel about making music income if I never made music income, if that's what you're asking, certainly. But uh, the real reason I do all the things that make music income, including this channel, teaching, producing, licensing, and especially composing, is one reason, and that is I want to make I want money to come in from all of these things. These are all my jobs. I don't have another job besides music jobs, and so I have to have them come in so I can pay bills, so I can continue to make music. It's like a big circle, as I like to say. <laughs> if you're watching this, you probably feel like this too. Even more specifically than that, though, um, I feel. And here's where it gets deep, so stand by. Hold on to your chairs. I feel I am called to make positive music for the world. And I'm going to get into this positive thing, but I know that sounds a little pie in the sky. I know that sounds a little artsy, and we'll, we'll get there. But when I decided to pursue sync licensing, and uh, this might get back to um, a question we had about sync licensing, uh, JMO. Um, yeah. I knew that I took a class in it and I knew that people were getting um paid to write to, to in the front end and the back end for music they were putting on the TV and TV wanted positive music. The most things that they sold were in major keys because they wanted happy music and positive music put to behind advertising. Advertising doesn't use minor keys that much. They're using major keys and, and happy stuff and positive. If it's not happy, at least it's positive. And, um, so when I decided to do sync, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a lot of positive music. I had a bunch already that I had written through my life and I had already made a whole career producing gospel and, uh, positive artists. And so, um, And then the other thing that really the reason that I kind of feel this way about positive music is I just, and maybe you can feel the same, but I just see and hear so much negative. When I turn on Netflix, it's very hard to find something to watch that isn't either negative or isn't uh, a lot uh, really mean spirited, isn't horror, isn't some kind of uh, of, uh, a thing filled with, a lot of cursing. I mean, cursing has gotten out of hand. I mean, the F-word or all the F words, but especially the F word that you can say on Netflix, and you can say it a lot, and it's and all that stuff, and there's so much negativity. And out there, I don't even watch news anymore. Some of you might might feel the same, but I I am just tired of negativity. I'm tired of negative news. I'm tired of negative music. I'm tired of, if you listen to some of the drill rap and things that are out there right now, it is really, really negative and it is really bothersome to me. So I want to create more positive stuff. I know that sync libraries and and and, and uh, non-exclusive libraries as well all need a lot of good, happy, if not happy, positive music. So that is what I create. It's not that I never create in minor keys, but I think we need more positive. We need more people helping people. We need more, more media that enriches people. That's what I try to do with this channel. We need more media that grows people. We need more media that shows love and acceptance and grace. And I think we need that. And and yeah, um, JMO says Graham Cochran had an amazing channel then went hands-off and stopped making music, so his channel kind of died. Well, no. What has happened is he decided that his calling was to really help people build their businesses, so he started a new channel, and Recording Revolution uh, has, you know, he still owns Recording Revolution, by the way, and still speaks into it, but he felt called to go in another direction, and uh, I listen to his other channel every day, every week. So if you, and he also believes in this this positive kind of helping people, and the whole reason he be- went from teaching people about music to teaching people about life, and you've seen Daniel do this a little bit. He started kind of a, a lifestyle channel, and versus Graham, who's really done a, more of a business channel and helping people start their businesses, which is in a way kind of what I'm helping you do, at least. But only with music businesses. So, but I think we need more positive stuff, don't you? I mean seriously, I, I think we do, and I'm that's why I'm after. I'm after making positive music and making uh, the world a better place, and that's the music I'm making this week is for libraries and for um, they're all, It's all going into some kind of library and into my non-exclusive places or Spotify or wherever it's going. But I want to make a lot of that music, and then when I do that. Everything else that I do, including this channel, especially this channel, everything supports the passion, especially my teaching. That time I spend going there and teaching those students, that income supports my family to be able to then support me to continue to talk about my passions, to write the music and compose what I want to compose. And then everything supports the passion. Now, you might have a, another job that supports your passion. And there's totally nothing wrong with that. So the real truth of why I have this channel, the the real truth of why I do this channel, why I teach people, market things, anything, again, is that I want to support the positive and continual unique music that I make. And God made me to make this and any royalties, sales, or income, all that stuff, it's fine. If If it comes, it's great. But all that is to pursue my art. Anything that I do is to pursue the number one goal of making the art that I was put here to make. And that is my thinking. When I retire and, or get any kind of retirement income, that is hopefully the best time of my life when I have income coming in enough to make time for me to make the music, to write the stories, to make the videos, whatever I dream up. That is what this whole channel, this my teaching job, my music making, my client work, anything that I do um, that might bring income is for that. I know this sounds so artsy-fartsy, I know, and uh, here's the problem though. You know it's true. You know that everything that you get paid, whether it's your job or if you get gigs or if you get some money from Artlist or from Motion Array or from uh, any place you get it from. All of it just goes back in the kitty in order to uh, support you so you have time to sit and compose and do the work that you want to do and support yourself while you can be artistic. This is an age old problem for artists. Um, and again, that problem is that, you know, doing music has traditionally not been one of those things um, if you're not a star. That makes you a lot of money. You can be someone who goes out and does a lot of gigs. You play every Friday night. You play every weekend. You toil away making stuff to put into libraries. You teach music. You do lots of things. And it can be a hard income to make uh, money in. For sure. It's just hard. Um, But we want to pursue our art. And we will sacrifice a day or eight hours a day. We'll Tolerate jobs. We'll kind of like jobs. We'll love jobs. But the the point of doing it all, even if we don't love it, is to bring income in. So on the weekends. So at night. So whenever it is, we can spend the rest of our time composing, uh, making music, and having fun. And that those moments that we're off work, that we're we're free to pursue, are that we can and we can focus on our love and focus on what we feel is our calling. If you feel that you are called to music, I want to see it in the comments. I mean called, like you feel a really uh, focused uh, calling to do music. I would love to see it in in the comments. Uh, Eric soundtracking Oppenheimer would be a nice uplifting take. (laughs) Okay, I don't know about that. Um, So... uh, now, Matias said, I had an interesting week, how to forego music money but feeling good about that. So he says, forego, renounce. Hmm, okay. Well, that is a very artistic thing, to forego or renounce the money that from anything and just do money, just do music completely for no money. Uh, that's a very artistic way to think about it. And, and and Matias, you are in a position as a person who has a job um, uh, that you don't hate you love your you like your job and it happens to provide a nice living for you so music is totally a side hustle and uh, a fun side hustle and you have the ability to take off time from music if you decide art list is just throwing too much at you you can just say no thank you I'm just gonna um, I'll sit out for now and I know you've had struggles with that um, so uh gr is in the house that's uh, that why you just laid out is inspiring sir Eric I Appreciate hearing that. I hope so. Uh, thank you so much for that comment. Ar uh, Arco says, can you become A&R if you keep on doing music? How do you see this job? A&R is basically where you uh, prove that you are very good at finding talent. And then um, usually A&R is hired from within. People uh, start out literally in the mailroom and, and then it's just they hang around and hang around and hang around uh, inside labels and uh, kind of prove that they can find new talent. They go out and watch bands and listen to bands or they scour the internet find videos and they bring them to their bosses and the bosses start to realize this guy really knows how to find talent so we should bring him into the A&R department and that's really how you kind of get into A&R. That's the short answer. George says, "Uh, "Yes, since I was a kid, there is no other thing I want to do. I studied a lot and dedicated all my life for it. My brother, feel the same way. So yes, if we do this and we focus, then we can make the age old problem, which is how do I have money and still be a music artist? Well, we just have to remember that everything we're doing is to support the the art and support the love because the struggle is real. If you're struggling to find the time to work a job or to work a job you may not love. And continue to pursue your passion that you love. My friend, you are not alone. We artists and creators have been dealing with this for hundreds of years, thousands of years, certainly hundreds of years, since the days of Haydn and Mozart. You remember, uh, Joseph Haydn is, is one of the greats of classical music and was around, right around the time of uh, Mozart, a little before Mozart, but he had a job. He supported a Duke for a good 20, 30 years where he had to come up with stuff all the time. That's why he has such a huge output before he moved to England. He had to have a job, and he might not have liked writing all that music for that Duke every every week, but he could be creative inside that music job. Um, There are other composers that were insurance salesmen their whole life, and they were still known as composers and still uh, recognize. We have been dealing with this for a long time. So if you support this channel, if you watch this channel, if you subscribe to this channel, if you're here today, thank you, um, it's probably not what you think it is. I mean, it is a teaching channel. It's a my experience channel for sure, what happens to me. Um, it's a way for me to keep my pulse on the in, on what's happening in the music industry and tell you about it that's why I do the news section that's why I talk about what's happening with me and what A&R people are doing and and what and just teaching about that but again it's way more than that it's just another one of the ways that I support my own habit <laughs> yep we all we all have a habit that we are trying to support and this is how I do it now I started this channel because I wanted to teach I had had I had finished my masters I was putting my resume out there. I was not getting colleges and, and the places where I wanted to teach to get back to me. So before I formally started teaching at the school I'm teaching at now, I started this channel and because I, I was ready. I was ready to start teaching people. And so that is really the basis of why this channel started is because I wanted to teach. But I will admit to you, anyone who is still watching this video, and we got 17 people in here right now, and if you're watching this or listening to this on the podcast, since this channel has started to monetize over the past year, it is now, I'll just be upfront, it is now one of the income streams, one of the tiny streams that comes in. Listen, if you're involved in music at all and you're putting any music in Pond5 or anything out there and you've got royalties and all that, we all have these tiny, tiny streams. Spotify is a tiny stream. This is a tiny stream. Pond5 is a tiny stream. Content ID, tiny stream. All of these little tiny streams. This is now a tiny stream. Uh, hopefully that will grow into a bigger stream so that I could spend more time on this teaching channel and, and less time with other things that I would rather not do. But it is now how I support myself, or it's one of the things, it's not a very big one yet, but it's one of the things that I use to support, again, my true focus, composing the music that I love, and sharing it with the world and being a positive force with my music. So my music is part of my legacy. My channel is part of my legacy. My teaching is part of my legacy. All this. And for those of you who may not, want, may not want to teach, remember that it doesn't matter if you think you'd be a good teacher. Probably the reason you don't want to is because you think you wouldn't be good at it. Or you don't want to teach kids. I didn't want to teach kids. I wanted to teach adults how to make uh, a music life. And so that's what I did it. That's what this channel is about. That's the true reason from deep, deep down in my heart about why I do this channel. And it's way more uh, than talking about how to make music income. It's way more than making music income. It's more about supporting my habit, my craft, my calling, and that's why I do this channel. And that's what this really is. So I hope this helps. Um, I hope this has helped some of you kind of figure out, you know, your path to supporting yourself and and why and what the reasons are that you do what you do, because this is why I do what I do. So let's get into some q and A. I'm going to answer some comments here. As we uh, as we kind of go from here, Mattia said he put something up on the Discord about um, a story about this week. So check out our Discord. It's in the link below of the podcast or the video because we have a great Discord, and that thing is huge. And there is conversations going on there every day, and it is free. A lot of what I do is free, by the way, folks. Do you think I, I make a lot of money by going live here? This might make five bucks over the course of a year. This is not a lot of money uh and because most people don't watch all the way through um stack says I do cool uh jmo says royalties would have to cover 2000 in mortgage payment alone to cover the biggest bill feels discouraging well sure it does and and my royalties don't cover my mortgage or my rent um now other music incomes do the school my client work um and then all the other things that add in, and sometimes there are payments that come in to cover car payments and cover electric payments and things like that. Start small. Could it cover your water bill? Could it cover uh, your Netflix bill? Could it cover something small? And that that's where it starts, really. Because if you're expecting sync licensing out, right out of the gate, I'm not expecting sync licensing to pay off for another five years, at least as far as consistent monthly Uh, or I should say quarterly income that supports me in any kind of dynamic way for another five years and I've already been in it for six years. So that's a long term. I've said this over and over with sync licensing. It's, It's a long term career. A career takes a career to have. It doesn't take a month or a year or two years to have. A career happens over 20 years. And so if you want a career in sync licensing or anything, you're gonna have to be prepared to put a career into having a career. It's a lot of career. But I think you get what I'm saying. Arco says, I'm going the path for more learning. You should. Anyone your age, Arco, who is in the 18 to 24 range, or the, like the students that I have that sometimes are a little older at my school, they should be right where they are. They should be learning and getting all the information because you're you're stronger if you know more. And channels like this are fine. There's tons of that you can learn on YouTube. But actually having professors you learn from in person, um, I think, is really the way to go. And, and learning all the basics, all of them, music theory, music history, um, all the things that you need to know to have a good base. Fundamentals is something you need to hear at least once. You need to hear everything at least once. And if you think you're just going to do this all by ear, I'm here to tell you, eventually you're going to run into a wall. Um, JMo says, I went into 20K debt of music gear in school and need to make money back with music. I get it. And this is a common problem. Like I said, um, this is an age-old problem. The struggle is real. You're not the first person to uh, get a school loan and go in debt for a music degree and then step out and go. I guess it was a music degree. Was it a music degree? I, I I don't know if you went and you know if it was a full sale situation or a school like mine, but a lot of people I've known people coming out of full sale with eighty grand in debt. Uh, I hired a guy like that. Um, it, it, you're not going to get a job just because you went to school. That's for sure. But it, it is helpful I think to have that. Marcus says, I like the common thread between all of you, yourself, Daniel, Stevie B, etc. Consistency is probably the biggest factor in succeeding here. Yeah, consistency and just knowing that it's going to be a long life. And uh, if you started, if you went to a trade school for anything and you went into $20,000 or $50,000 of debt or any, or law school or doctor school, you're going to go into a lot of debt. Now, that debt is not going to be paid back very quickly. It might be paid back over ten years of being a doctor, being a lawyer, being whatever. And so consistently, I've known people who went to law school and then decide not to be a lawyer. I, and I know people who go to full sale and then decide not to make their money in music. You know, if you're going to to make those turns, then yeah, guess what you might be in debt for no reason because you decided not to do the thing. I'm not saying that's your case, JMO, but I'm I am saying that consistency. Keep doing music, keep putting stuff out, keep getting royalties, all that stuff. You got to keep doing it. The only reason I'm here today, the only reason is because um, I kept doing it. I continued to uh, doing this uh, every week, every year. I continued. People kept calling me. Are you still? I haven't talked to you for 10 years. Are you still doing music? Yes okay and then i get 500 dollars for starting to work with them or or doing a song for them or something staying in it being in it even when it's hard my family ate ramen noodles the first couple years that i quit corporate and started doing music full-time it is not easy i will be honest with you i've been honest through this whole video i've given you my heart here i hope you see that arco said uh i get it having someone guide you in person would be really helpful I learned drums by myself and experienced hard time learning simple things as there was nobody correct if I'm wrong. Yeah, and that'll be the part about going to school, getting grades from other people. Um, Jamil says, Stevie B returning to the podcast consistently again soon. Well, you will have to talk to Stevie B about that. He is very busy. Artlist has him hopping, and he is really enjoying getting that done. As you know, he is married now, and so he is super having fun uh, doing that, and uh, but I, I pulled him into last week's show. I'll continue to try to pull him in. Two things, uh, George says. I also went to music school of the biggest here in Brazil, but as Eric said, <laughs> struggle is real. It is, and I talk to students every single day who are looking at or paying this money to go to the school where I teach, and they're like, "What do I do when I get out?" Well, you know, um, we try. Our our the goal of our school is to really try to get them into positions. It's kind of like the charter of the school is to make sure that they have an entry level position at least. But I have another guy who came into my class and he graduated, he's graduating today um, in a few hours. And he already has a job in working for a producer who works in the pit, pit bulls world. And a few students have gotten into that. And so uh, it's it's totally possible to get into that world, depending on your hustle factor. Jamal says, "How how you raise kids only with only music income?" Fascinating. Full disclosure: um, my daughter, when my daughter was born, um, I started about that year, a year after I started working corporate. I was still doing music inside for this corporate company, but I worked corporate for the first ten years, and then when she was about uh, eight years old, I left corporate and fully went into music I found a producer who wanted me to take over his business and said he thought I could do everything he did and basically I kind of bought his business and then I started finding clients I started a online uh, website in the nine in in about in the mid 90s but early 2000s is or the year 2000s when I went out on my own as a music producer. And I put a website up, and I I was lucky, JMO, to be honest with you, because I happened to hit a time when people were looking to create their own music and create their own albums, and the CD was just coming up. I hit the I hit the CD age perfectly, um, or I should say. I hit the independent age perfectly. I didn't hit the CD age perfectly because at that time, 2000 was the most CDs that were ever sold, and it all went downhill very fast after that. But not for independent artists, and especially not for the for some of the the genres I served, which were gospel, Christian gospel, and jazz. And those two audiences bought CDs for the next 10 years. Now, about ten year, about um, eight years ago now, CDs started to drop off, and then it's been a it's been harder for artists to make money, and so uh, that's and that's about at the same time when I I heard about sync licensing and I decided to get back into composing, which was my first love, and away from producing. But uh, producing is mainly how I did it. But I also did a lot of things outside of producing. I did I helped them do their artwork, their photography, uh, their websites, their social media, their videos, all those things I had background in, and so I helped them. Music, it, it's very rare for one person to do one thing and make a whole career uh, in that one thing. Like just all I do is make um, songs that I completely do in my studio and then I send them to a library and that pays my entire life. I don't know anyone who does that. Jesse on make on his Sync My Music channel is has a 200-and-something page a uh, BMI statement that he shows off from time to time, and he has to have a a channel that makes him more money because I just this is a, there's a video coming up in this JML. I don't think that sync licensing is um, is going to be the only income that you could have unless you've got like two thousand songs on a great library, and, and I, I think it takes that many. So that's that's the that's the bad news kind of about that. Uh, signature music says time is debt you need to pay to have success in this business it really is uh the people i know who are successful and who have lived a life supporting their family are have been in it for 30 years or 20 years or plus they some of them went to school like full sail or berkeley and then and then came to nashville and made a life in music i think a, a lot of people just try to um uh, try get rich quick quick schemes hopefully sending something into a record label or to a music library or to a music publisher. And I did this for a long time when I was a teenager. I would just send in and go to Nashville and show my three songs and say, these are hits. And they would go, no, they're not. Until I finally realized I had to put my own uh, business together. And that is a kind of what led me eventually to starting my own music production business. And then then that kind of took off, and then we moved it to Nashville, and that really took off because everybody wanted to come to Nashville and work, and so it got into six-figure land uh, yearly, uh, but it, it didn't come without hustle. I got it because I hustled more than anybody else, and guess what? I'm still hustling more than anybody else. At my school, on this channel, on... Um, on my own music, getting out to libraries, that doesn't happen unless I make it happen, unless I wake up every day and go, I got to do this, 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 this. I have a to-do list a mile long, and I have libraries I got to serve, stuff I do. It doesn't happen unless I make it happen. Jamel says, the trailer world has big payouts, 50 to 100,000. Could land one and make money for the year that way? Absolutely. If you are able to do that and you're a good trailer maker, it's just very competitive, and you've got to keep trying. And you've got to keep getting better at trailers, and you've got to continue. You've got to find places that will take trailer music that are looking for trailer music, and uh, it's a very competitive market. So I'm not going to lie; struggle is real. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to be enough for today. I think that's all you need to know about my, my channel and why this. Now you know what you know what you think it is i don't know but hopefully this has helped you know a little bit about my heart a little bit about why i'm here a little bit why i do what i do i hope that you will um, leave a comment if you've been watching and if you have listening on the podcast thanks so much for listening driving down the road and or doing whatever you're doing uh, remember you can listen to this podcast on any of the podcast channels and thanks so much for being a part and remember never give up Keep doing music, I can't say it enough. Keep doing music, keep putting it out, keep finding opportunities because that's the only way this grows. It doesn't grow if you don't grow. That's why I think education is important for you. That's why I think experience is important. And doing music and finding music and comes in and hustling. Hustle your butt off. That's why I need another sign somewhere that says hustle, you know, just says hustle. Because if you don't hustle, You're just not going to make the music income you want, and you're certainly not going to make it a full-time income. All right, that's all I got today. Um, George says, uh, thank you for this class. Yeah, this has been a class in, hopefully, how to make some uh, money in music and and the reason why I do what I do and, and how I continue to do what I do. Luca, see you next time. Arco, good day, mate. Uh, We'll see all of you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. Going to end the broadcast now. Hope you have a good day. And we'll see you next week here on the Make Music Income Podcast.